grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, during this virus that's going around and with this all of this quarantine, I think there's a lot of people watching a lot of TV and especially watching a lot of movies just to kill the time. You know, when some people rent a movie online or wherever through Netflix maybe or the Amazon or Amazon or, or, or Redbox, they have a habit of watching the trailers. They're just looking at a little of the description is not enough for them. They want to watch the preview to see if this movie that they want to rent is worth viewing or watching. What they love about previews is that they often take some of the most powerful scenes of the film and then they weave it together in a way that gives you kind of a glimpse of what this movie is all about. Previews show us the moments of great action or emotion woven together in that bare outline of a story. You see a car veering off the highway and flying into the air. A husband cradles his wife, his eyes closed with tears streaming down his face. There is a hand raised from a hospital blanket and placed upon the head of a newborn child. The husband, much older now, sits at an NBA game and watches his son take that winning shot. From this preview, you know that the movie is going to be about a father and a son making most of the hardest of circumstances. A preview gives you the basic outline of the story by showing some major turning points. Now, reading our reading from the book of Acts this morning, we have an account of, of Stephen stoning. Yes, I want you to notice something. We don't have the full story because it would have taken too long to read the whole account from Acts. We have expert, excerpts scenes, you might say. We have highlights from the film. So not only has Stephen been stoned, now he's been spliced. First, we see Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. He's set apart in the church to distribute food. Next, we see him not distributing food, but doing great signs and wonders. Then he is seized by the religious leaders, and next, Stephen is, is hoarse and tired after giving a long speech. We overhear his closing words of condemnation, and then we see him stoned. And just for a moment, high above the sky, we see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. This story has it all care for the poor, miraculous powers, murderous threats, impassioned speech, glory shining in the heavens and blood flowing on the earth. And somehow God is ruling amid all these things. 
but what is God doing? This morning, we're going to take a moment to meditate on the scenes of God at work. We see him, we see how, how God works. We see him, his work against the mundane and the marvelous and trust that God continues to work in our lives today. As the text opens, notice how Luke directs our eyes from the apostles to, the, to Stephen. Luke wants us to see the various ways in which God is at work. It would be easy to see God at work as happening among these who dedicate themselves to reading and to teaching the scriptures. And it would be easy to see God at work among the disciples, performing miraculous signs and wonders. But those who give money or who give food to the poor, what's so special about that? And yet it's that what, what Luke is interested in. He names all the people who are called to give food to the poor. He notes the importance of the Spirit being among the people who are chosen to do this task. And even though Stephen was doing miraculous signs and wonders, Luke in our text doesn't tell us what these signs and these wonders were. What Luke focuses on is that Stephen was a chosen to distribute, to distribute food to the poor. You know, it's as if Luke was looking at our congregation at Extension today. He sees a vacancy pastor studying the scriptures and getting ready for a sermon. And then we have the call committee participants doing their homework and getting ready for us to call a pastor. And then over in the corner, there's a parishioner standing by the table gathering jars of peanut butter from the, for the manna pantry. And Luke stops and speaks, about, and speaks about that person. The Holy Spirit is involved in all these things, in the word that is proclaimed, in the working, in the mission, in the acts of service. But Luke wants to see God at work in the mundane. Luke wants us to see that the parishioner gathering food for the poor and know that God is there. When Christ came into this world to bring about our salvation, his work extended from the marvelous to the mundane. Yes, he walked on water. He gave sight to the blind. Yes, he raised the dead. He welcomed the children. And he asked the, the disciples to watch this poor widow giving two small copper coins to the church. And he talked to a woman at the well. And he said, every hair on your head is numbered, and not a sparrow falls to the ground, but that your heavenly Father knows of it. So often, you know, we can pass by the simple ways in which God works in our lives. And yet, Luke in this scene from the story of Stephen, ask us to see that God is at work in what our world would call the mundane. When Jesus suffered for our salvation on the cross, he took upon himself every sin, great and small. 
that he might bring us into the kingdom of God, where we experience a, every wonder, great and small. And not only does God work in the mundane, but he also works in the marvelous. Later in the account, we have the scenes of the death of, Steph, of Stephen. Here we see God at work in a marvelous way. Accustomed to the way movies work, we might expect God to come into this account of, of Stephen and perform some mighty act of deliverance. God, that superhero, could rescue uh, Stephen from the rubble and bring about a happy ending here on earth. But God doesn't intervene like that. And God doesn't just sit back in heaven unconcerned about the things that are happening on earth. No, God works, but he works in a marvelous way. God works in a way that the marvelous and the murderous are woven together with one another. And Luke wants us to know that God works wonders in the suffering of this world. Listen to how Luke tells his story. Stephen is dragged out of the city and stoned. And when this happened, he falls to the ground. And yet, if you look at the account, Luke records this. He tells that, Stu, uh, that Stephen bent his knees. He kneels in reverence to God. You would think there would be a difference between being knocked to the ground with stones and kneeling in prayer. But according to Luke, something they sometimes they look the same. As Stephen is dying, he cries out. And we can see that scene. A man hit in the head and all parts of the body with stones, and he cries out in pain. And yet, Luke records this. He asks us to overhear not the screams of pain, but a prayer of faith. Stephen cries out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And as Stephen dies, we hear that echoes of Calvary. Jesus crying out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And finally, Stephen breathes his last breath. And when Stephen dies from stoning, Luke tells us that he falls asleep. Luke reveals that there is nothing beyond the reach of God. Stephen is bloody, stoned, suffering, and dying, and yet God is at work in a marvelous way. God is able to enter into, enter into conflict, into suffering, even into death itself, and nothing can stop his work of love. Jesus entered into this world, suffered and died in order to take away all of our sin. In the rising from the dead, he revealed to us that he has conquered all sin, all evil, and he has conquered even death itself. Nothing can separate us from God's love. God is at work in the world, not in a way that skeptics say, hovering above the world, never touching down in the lives of real people, merely a figment of their imagination. And it's not the way that some people think too, entering into situations of, su of suffering and making it all better. And we know that is happening with the virus today. Some are made miraculously well and others succumb to death. 
No, but God, no matter what is the outcome, no matter what, God is here in the midst of our suffering, transforming that suffering into glory of his kingdom. As Stephen is joined to the suffering of Christ, he is also joined to the glory of God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, who is active and work in our lives and in his world. And this, in fact, was the whole point of Stephen's speech. Although he, he has been cut out of our readings, Stephen's speech focuses on this wonderful work of God made by men. Stephen proclaims that God does not live in houses made by men. Rather, that God is known for his powerful word that is at work in all places of the world. Abraham in Mesopotamia, Moses on the Mount Sinai, Israel in the wilderness, and even now in Jerusalem after the crucifixion of Jesus, God is making himself known. And when persecution arises as it will, the disciples will be scattered from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But God will be there doing his work, bringing to all people the saving works of Jesus, who died, who was risen and ascended into heaven and now rules over all things. Previews have a purpose. They are there to encourage you to watch the film. So too, the scenes from life of, of Stephen have a purpose. They encourage you to see the work, at, uh, the work of God at work in, in your world. Now to be clear, this reading from the books of Acts is not like a movie that we choose to see or not to see. But God is in work in our lives, and we have no choice about that. God rules over all things, and he works in our world. He created us, and he claimed us to be his own in our baptism. He calls to us to serve him in our various vocations and promises to raise us up to live with him in a new creation. Often, however, we don't think about God's work in our lives. That is, we have scenes of him working on Sunday morning through word and sacrament. But then we forget him during the week. We look at the food at our table, and we remember buying it at the store. We don't see God at work through the farmers and the grocers to feed us. We look at the paperwork mounting on our desks and wonder, how are we going to get all this done? We don't see God at work calling us to our vocation and as an administrative assistant in this world. The beauty of this preview of Stephen, as short as it is, is that God assures us of his work in the world. God is not distant from this world, and he's not always bringing about a happy ending that we desire. But God is at work. Nothing, not even death, can separate his people from him. And even in everything, even death, can be used by him to share his message with the world. These scenes from the life of Stephen then invite us not to sit in front of a movie, 
but rather to enter into the world, knowing that God is at work in the mundane and the marvelous things in our life. Amen.